When I was a little girl, I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toys would come to life and that my stories could be real. Then through all the noise and confusion, I believed it was all an illusion. The world had faded black and white. Nothing seemed to be right. But now I know that how it goes is that my dreams never die. As long as I keep the magic inside me alive, do you believe in magic? Stories are written, read, and disappear, probably hidden on some dusty bookshelf, often forgotten and never retold. This tale is different because it stays in the heart of all who hear it. The memory continues, eagerly waiting to be shared with the next generation. Take a peek, sit back, relax, open your mind, journey into the world of the gulp of waters and slurp it downs. You'll never be the same again. In the previous episode, too, Joe was caught spying on the creatures. They welcomed her into the village. On returning home, Joe discovered a young creature in her wardrobe. The creature needed to be returned home before she was missed. Hurrying along the road, Joe tripped and grazed her knees, but thankfully did not drop the small child. Hurting her knees was all she needed, and they bled with vigour. Maybe I should go back home and fix my knees first. Just as she was about to turn back, a noise could be heard in the bush. Got a problem, do you? Need some help, do you? How did you know I was in trouble? My knees are sore because I grazed them. Know all about it, I do. Come to help you, I have. You need some of our glue, you do. I need some help, I do. Use your glue, will you? What can that do? Tell me. The Slurper Downs looked at the girl with such delight. The thought of her talking the same language seemed to please the old fellow. Joe remembered the day at school when everything started to go wrong. Yet surprisingly, something kept saving her. Maybe this little fellow was her guardian angel. You use the glue to heal people, do you? The Slurper Downs was about to tell Joe all about the powers of the snot glue and rub it on her knees when a loud wail came from her school bag. Hell damn and blasted! I forgot all about Iki! The old Slurper Downs looked scared and ran to the school bag, untied the buckle and turned a pale shade of Slurper Downs grey. Iki Slurper Downs, what are you up to? You should be at home with your mum and dad. The little child started to yell at the old fellow and jumped up and down. She eventually calmed down and the Slurper Downs elder laughed at the child. He then reminded Iki of the rule to not get too close when the council travelled somebody away. 
this will teach you a lesson. You know that you have to do as we tell you because it's for your own good. We don't make the rules for the sake of it, my dear girl. I'd better take you home as soon as possible. With that, he clapped his hands and they were gone. Joe was left at the roadside, alone, with her knees still in a horrible mess. Damn blasted and bum! This was just typical. Joe's plans to take the child back to the village and to see all her new friends had just gone down the toilet. Going home was all she could do, but it didn't seem fair. What was left of the afternoon would be spent helping Mum clean around the house. Hobbling towards home and feeling very sorry for herself, Joe remembered what the old slipper downs had said to her. It seemed that the glue was used for some kind of healing medicine. However, he had called it glue, not ointment. This riddle was going to drive her crazy. When at last she managed to get herself home, she found her mother in the kitchen very stressed and busy. The thought of Aunt Pepper arriving had turned the household upside down. Joe, what on earth has happened to you? Let me have a closer look. It's okay, Mum. I just fell over and I'm sure it doesn't need stitches. I'm afraid you will have to have stitches under your left knee. That cut is too deep and the bleeding just won't stop. Looks like a trip to the doctors and it's nearly closing time for the surgery. We'd better hurry. Geoffrey came through the front door and turned pale at the sight of blood. What happened to you, sis? Looks like you've been in the wars. Think I'm going to be sick. I'd better get out of here. Typical. That brother of mine is yellow inside. Geoffrey was left at home to hold the fort in case Aunt Pepper happened to turn up. All the way to the doctors, Joe wondered what she might have discovered if Iki had not caused so much trouble. The glue must be very powerful and important. What could they possibly use it for in the bush? What really intrigued Joe was that the creature had known she was in trouble, even though after he had travelled to help her... He left and forgot to fix her knee. Joe felt that this kind of bad luck could only happen to her. As if the visit to the doctor wasn't painful enough, the car got a flat tyre on the way home. Then Joe's mum forgot to go to the supermarket and had to turn back just when the rain started to bucket down. Aunt Pepper was running late, so everybody still had enough time to clean up and prepare the guest room. Joe, on the other hand, was not able to walk and had to sit and watch. There was a knock at the front door. Aunt Pepper had arrived. Bags were stacked at the front step and everyone stared in astonishment at the amount. Decided to stay longer than a month. I knew you wouldn't mind. Joe's mother lost colour and all she could do was wonder, how long was longer? Aunt Pepper was a sort of bohemian hippie type. Never settling down to have a family, she had travelled the world her whole life. Joe was looking forward to hearing all sorts of stories about Tibet and the Highlands in Scotland. Aunt Pepper loved to stay in the most amazing and spiritual places. The stories of ashrams in India and travelling down the Nile enchanted Joe's sense of adventure most of all. The day had been full of disasters and Jo found herself sore and tired. After dinner, her mum helped Jo upstairs. It wasn't fair, 
because it would take days before she could go back to the bush and see her friends. To make matters worse, she hadn't been down to see Charity for such a long time. For all she knew, the boat had fallen apart without her tender loving care. What if Simon had not looked after her? It's strange that Simon hadn't come around wanting to play. She was stressed and confused with everything in her life. The only comfort she felt was that Iki would now be a long way from her. No more problems for me. Peace and quiet at last. Jo turned the light out and snuggled into her doona. As she slept, guilt crept into her dreams. Iki wasn't really a pain, just a lost and frightened little slurper Downs. Jo felt ashamed that she had been angry with her. The next morning brought a few challenges. First, Jo had to get out of bed and negotiate the stairs. Hobbling down each step, she wished her knees were healed. The thought of being stuck in the house all day frustrated her. How boring would that be? This problem was fixed when she met Aunt Pepper in the kitchen. Got yourself into a bit of strife. What if I made you some cool crutches out of some scraps of gum branches? There are lots around the backyard since the big rainstorm. Jo stared at the eccentric aunt. She was wearing brightly coloured cotton pants and a loose caftan top, not to mention loads of beads, bangles and dangly earrings. She looked like somebody who had been dipped into a paint palette. Aunt Pepper was always keen to experiment with all sorts of artistic projects. Do you really think that crutches made out of sticks can work? Why not? Bought ones would be so plain and boring. You need to make a statement. Let's get creative. The pair went into the backyard and managed to find just the right pieces of wood to tie together with twine. After a while, Jo had some very strange but original crutches. Just need some coloured string around the top and maybe a bell or two. Jo felt better already. The crutches were an artist's inspiration, not to mention she was now mobile. It didn't take long before Jo had the hang of her new crutches and exclaimed that they were her new best friends. After all, they would enable her to get around. Did she have the nerve to go into the bush? The thought did cross her mind. The best she could do, however, was to get to know Aunt Pepper. After fruit smoothies, peanut butter and jam sandwiches, chocolate muffins and green tea, Jo was starting to actually admire her kooky aunt. All she wanted to do was listen to the tales of her travels. Hanging on to every word and laughing at all the sticky situations her aunt had experienced made her appreciate that she was very much the same. Four days passed and Aunt Pepper and Jo became close friends. Aunt Pepper had a cheeky personality, and that made Jo feel quite comfortable. Maybe I could confide in her and explain about the mystery of Corkupper Ripple Creek. If I ask her, maybe she could help me down to the end of the yard so I could visit Charity. Simon still hasn't called around. I wonder why that is. In fact, I haven't seen him in class. I wonder what's going on. I don't imagine Aunt Pepper would think I'm crazy. There's no way I could tell Mum about the creatures and goodness knows what would happen if Geoffrey found out. 
Charity is a member of the family, so Aunt Pepper would probably like to see her. Yes, I think tomorrow will be the right day to tell her about my secret and ask her if we can visit the old boat. Joe's home had been in the family for generations and Aunt Pepper and her mother had grown up living in the house. The old house oozed with history. Around the rooms were pictures of family members, paintings and lots of old furniture. Joe never knew her father. He had died when she was only small. Nevertheless, she had his photo beside her bed. People would say how brave he was fighting for his country. He had been a soldier in the Australian Army and had been sent overseas to serve. Joe often wondered why there had to be wars. Couldn't people just learn to get along? Her mother had worked very hard to keep the family happy and together. She never really had enough time to sit and talk, so Joe had never heard any stories of her mother's childhood. Hopefully all the missing pieces about her mother's life would be filled by Aunt Pepper's tale of their younger days. The next morning was hot and muggy, and to Joe's surprise, her aunt had packed a picnic basket. Come on, girl, it's a perfect day to be outside exploring. We need to get you out of this old house, otherwise you'll go crazy. The bad knee had healed and the stitches were now gone. Walking along the road, Jo felt her leg was a little sore, but mustered on, interested to know where they were going. It wasn't long before Aunt Pepper pointed to the familiar clearing towards the bush. She seemed to know exactly where to go. As they approached Corkupper Ripple Creek, Jo's aunt skipped over the stepping stones like a small child, laid out the picnic blanket and crouched very low, actively looking through the bushes. Joe was curious to watch her aunt peeping across towards the creek. When I was a little girl, I had an adventure of a lifetime. I made friends with some strange creatures. Joe stared at her aunt, wondering if they had been the gulper waters and slurper downs. You've seen them too. I thought I was the only person in the world to know about them. Looks like we have more in common than we first thought. Just goes to show. It must be in the blood. Jo felt a huge burden lift from her shoulders. But at the same time, she also felt a little cheated that she had not been the first to discover the mystery of Cork Upper Ripple Creek. Jo explained to her aunt that she was going to tell her all about the secret she had been carrying over the last few months. Looks like my secret isn't unsecret. They both laughed and shared their experiences with the strange creatures. The heat haze shimmered through the bush, and the buzzing of cicadas made their ears ring. Then, without warning, familiar voices could be heard drifting through the trees. Fish don't like bread and butter. They like cream cakes. They love bread and butter. What's the matter with you? Don't you know anything? Just mind your own business. Mind your own business? You need all the help you can get. The two creatures once again could not come to any agreement and the fighting continued until Joe could feel a headache coming on. Louder and louder, they yelled and screamed at each other. Since when do bread and butter attract blackfish? Blackfish love the taste of bread and butter. He's just having a clue... It's a well-known fact that bread and butter fatten them right up. But if you're catching them to eat, how can they have time to fatten up, you uneducated blowfly? 
Anyhow, if you don't use cream cakes, it should be bread and butter with Vegemite rolled into balls. If you really want to catch fish, they will bite at them with no worries. No worries? You're a worry. What a stupid thing to say. Vegemite? Why would they want to eat that muck? There is nothing wrong with the good Australian tradition of Vegemite. It's supposed to be good for you. Making your cheeks all rosy, they say. Where did you hear that rubbish? I suppose you heard it on the grapevine, did you? Well, to tell you the truth, it was the Bush Telegraph, you argumentative tadpole. You're the slimy tadpole because you tell long tales and can't get a grip on things. So that's that. Joe and Aunt Pepper laughed at the discussion about bread and butter. Bread and butter was a load of rubbish. But don't forget the Vegemite. <laughs> what are you, a gulp of waters or a slurp at downs? It's just as I remember, right down to the angry tones, fighting and all the fuss. You wait, soon they'll be the best of friends. Sure enough, after much arguing, they turned to each other and started hugging. How does the ocean greet a boat full of people? Who cares? Don't you want to know the end of the joke? You silly, skinny, good-for-nothing! Oh, it's a joke, is it? You fat-looking blob of kangaroo poo! This was all too much for the gulp of waters, and he picked up his gear and started to walk away, mumbling the answer under his breath. With a wave, you goose! <laughs> Where do they get the jokes from? You know, Aunt Pepper, I think that's very clever. I must remember to tell that one to Geoffrey. They seem to be in a reasonable mood today. The two creatures packed up their fishing rods and began their trip home without any fish. This gave Joe the feeling that another adventure was about to start. Quickly, they packed up their picnic so they could follow the pair. At least, that was what Joe thought they were about to do. Aunt Pepper did something rather strange. Instead of following the two creatures, she sat and started to chant a trailing song. Jo began to feel peculiar and felt a pulling feeling in her head, so she shut her eyes. When her eyes opened, she was standing right outside the village. How did you do that? There are many things you don't know about me. One is that I'm an honorary member of the village council. Many years ago, I would walk into the bush. I was a lot like you are today. Hated going to school and often disappeared into the bush just to chill. I could not understand why people killed animals and trashed our environment. I wanted something magical to happen, so the world would be safe. Remember, I was young and I had a colourful imagination. I've always wanted to save the planet. Something told me, even when I was young, that it would be my job. All at once, these creatures appeared and embraced me as one of their own. Years went by and they taught me all about the magic of the bush. For example, when you look at the trees, what do you see? Nothing but trees. Joe, take the time to really look at the trees. Just look and you'll be surprised at what you see. By this time, Joe was becoming anxious as she could not imagine what her aunt was getting at. Staring at the trees and wondering what she was supposed to discover made her feel quite giddy. Unexpectedly, Joe's face beamed and her eyes sparkled. Colours! I see colours dancing around the trees, changing from 
Green, gold, red and violet. That's my girl. See what happens when you take the time to be still and really look? They are auras and all living things have this energy force. Once you've mastered the signs, you can tell the health of anything. If a tree is sick, we know that it needs healing. If a tree is well, then it'll show us a healthy colour. Trust what you can see. This was fantastic. Jo was excited that she was learning such cool stuff. Her aunt really was the most extraordinary person she had ever met. With that, the old Slurper Downs arrived with open arms. Come back to visit, did you? Long time no see. Are you here to stay? Will you help the village do our healing work? Aunt Pepper hugged her old friend and together they walked into the village. Gulper Waters and Slurper Downs came running up to Aunt Pepper, yelling out, Peppy, Peppy, you've come back. Time to celebrate and have lots of fun. Welcome Peppy back. Jo was left to walk herself into the village. Huh. Seems every time the old Slurper Downs is around, she is forgotten. Nobody took any notice of her. The creatures were all too pleased to see their old friend Peppy, and this made Joe cranky. Damn it, Blast! It's not fair. They were starting to get to know me, and now all they want is my aunt. Joe was grumpy, but of course that was normal behaviour for the creatures, so she just blended in. One thing was for sure, she was not going to budge until all of her questions had been answered. It was getting too much. Every time there was a chance to find out the answers, somebody or something mucked it up. The shadows moved across the bush. Daylight was disappearing. Jo knew about the time warp, but still it worried her about what the real time was. It had never become this dark before. Maybe they had stayed longer than they should. All she needed was a search party looking for her and Aunt Pepper. Boy would Mum crack it if they can't find us. She's already peeved that her sister invited herself to stay longer. (laughs) I guess fireworks would fly if we were too late. Aunt Pepper was busy catching up with her old friends and time was marching on. The old slurper down sat down next to Joe and grabbed her hand. Seems he had heard her thoughts and came to comfort her. Don't worry. Get home you will. Pepper can travel you home very quick she can. They want to travel me home quickly. What about travel her too? I don't want to leave without her. Mum would crack the wobblies. Please tell me about the glue. I can't sleep without dreaming about it. The Slurper Downs looked at Joe and said that now Peppy was home, it was up to her to tell her all about the mysteries of Corkupper Ripple Creek. It wasn't fair. Stopped yet again by circumstances beyond her control. This had been a very unpleasant day for Joe. Wish I could go home. I've had enough of here for one day. You have just been listening to the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales, based on the children's books of the same title by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susanpease.com s-u-s-a-n hyphen p-e-a-s-e dot com 
and be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you do not miss out on the next exciting instalment of the Mysteries of Corkupper Ripple Creek.